episode 320. Thank you all for listening to episode 319. Return of the Dak. Once again. Return of the Dak. Oh my God. Return of the Dak. <laughs> uh, this is Dak Prescott here with my co-host. Hello, friends. <laughs> Cody Mercy. We're definitely not a music podcast. Sorry. Um, well, at least I'm not. I mean, we can be, but we'd have to add time to the show. It's AT Aliens. We just missed happy belated 25th birthday to AT Aliens. I think that we're okay. Uh, we don't need to do anything with that, right? We're not going to be a music podcast, nor will we ever be. <laughs> I mean, we could. No. Hell what? no. What? what would we do? What you mean, what would we do? Man, we got, between the three of us, we got enough music knowledge and we're up to date on enough stuff, man. Yeah. Man. I was tell everybody that listens to this, come right? see me I mean, at the, well, oh shit, it ended. This comes out man. Sunday. So this coming week, come see me in uh, Kingman, Indiana, Baltimore, Ohio, and Fowlersville, Michigan, as I work the, uh, the old concerts for Luke Bryan. Come see me. I just worked three over the weekend, apparently, but I'm not there yet. So in two days, I'll work my first show, which would be three days ago when this comes out. Love fucking with people. It's like back to the future of this podcast. Right. Yeah, man. I mean, we could probably do like figure out whatever anniversaries came up and see if those albums still hold up today. You know, I mean, not the new music. I mean, I know, like, hip-hop and rap-wise, like, a lot of this new stuff is, that's a whole nother conversation for the whole, that's another, that's a whole nother conversation. But, I mean, like, Donda just came out, and it was 808s, and it was, Donda was 808s and Heartbreak Part 2. Like, but then that's a whole nother conversation. I mean, Kanye West is a whole conversation like in in himself, you know, and how the the Kardashian curse has gotten him. Kardashian um, curse has gotten everybody, right? But I mean, but I mean, just Kanye's discography is a whole conversation. I mean, we could probably do a whole show just on that, and uh, and kind of like what kind of you know set him off in a way, makes him tick. Uh, certified lover boy came out this week. Um, so I mean, last two weeks you've had Donda and Certified Lover Boy come out, and I don't know. Like I, eventually Drake gonna have to grow up. I just I don't know, and that's the only thing is like what's gonna happen. And I, I mean I don't know. It was a it was a good it was a good album though. I mean, this is kind of like the, I mean, Drake is still evolving, which is crazy because not many rappers can do that. But at this point, you know, Drake really isn't a rapper. You know, I mean, Trey Young said that, can we say that, that Drake has passed Hove, which is patently false. And that's just not, it's not a thing like, uh you know, a few buddies of mine were talking about it today. And, like, the comparisons, like, you know, like, Jay-Z is Jordan, 
and Drake is LeBron. You think so? So yeah. So like how you know Jordan was, you know Jordan arguably the greatest shooting guard of all time. Okay. So hold up, real quick. So is Eminem Larry Bird? <laughs> no. <laughs> Who's Larry Bird? Oh man. Um, Larry Bird. Oh. It's vanilla ice, saying it. God no. Um, oh my gosh. Like, man, let's see. Larry Bird. Larry Bird is like that cold dude that's that's slightly underrated sometimes, and like people forget how good he really is, only because he didn't last like as long. So like Tupac. Oh no. Only because Tupac his he has a cultural like legacy now. Um right. about I Biggie. Mean, man, all right, let me see. Okay. So Jay-Z is Jordan. I say Nas is Larry Bird. Yeah, Nas is Larry Bird. You think so? Because I feel yeah. like more people now know Larry Bird than they would Nas in the music. And well, no, people that like music would know who Nas is. Yeah, and like, there's a lot of times Nas doesn't really get the credit he probably should. And like, man, Biggie, Biggie's like. I say Biggie is Shaq. Tupac. Tupac is Kobe. Yeah. And I'm not even a Tupac guy. I'm I'm a Biggie guy. Like Tupac is Kobe. That's funny because I'm also a Biggie guy. Yeah. Man, now we might have to start a goddamn music show. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, but I mean, like Tupac and Kobe, you know, there were times where they weren't the best, you know, the best in the game, but yet they could go anywhere in the world and wherever they went, everything was shut down as soon as they got off the bus or the car. Well, we're going to, we're going to have to talk about that. We might be having a music show. Yeah, man, we we'll have to do that. We have to do that. Music show or <clears throat> movies. I don't know. We got to figure it out. Yeah, man. Tune in, but uh, we'll see if that happens. But we got to thank some people. Thanks to Wes Anderson for Mind Quarantine. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Songs by Wes. Thank you to All Work Clothing. Go to allworkclothing.com. Mention Overline Sports Podcast. Brandon will hook you up with a deal like he has us. Thank you to. Crandall's Quality Landscaping. Give Sean a call. 419-704-5471. Serves the Toledo and surrounding areas. And not. And not. Tallahassee, Florida. Thank you. I'm like, and not. (laughs) Uh, It is time for fall cleanup. That is coming up, but aeration and seeding is going on now. Get in touch with Sean. He will hook you up with a deal if you mention Overline Sports Podcast. 
check him out because he is just too sweet. Thank you to Sparty Steve, biggest supporter of the show. Can't do it without him. Always have had Sparty Steve supporting this show, and uh, thank you for doing so. We appreciate you so much, just like we have always and forever. And last but not least, Connor Barrett, DannyTransformation.com. All right, people, we've been through this more than once. All right, we it's down to the nitty gritty. Okay, you know this is this is 2K is career mode. All right, if you're tired of jerking the curtain and tired of doing indie shows at the VFW, and you want to make it to the big time, you want to get on, you want to get on some dark. You want to get you know you know you want to you want to take the elevation, you know, lay some smack down, possibly even and do possibly even do it raw. Hit O'Connell Barrett at datingtransformation.com. All right, get the book. Dating sucks. You don't. If you can't read, don't want to read. Download it on Audible. All right, and then if you can actually afford that money, you want to be a top guy, you can afford it. You know, you might be able to get uh, some personal coaching from him from Connell himself to put you from jerking the curtain, having dark matches to the main event under the bright lights. Connell Barrett, DaneTransformation.com. So um, the big thing this weekend, of course, was all out, the all out pay-per-view. A lot of things happened. Uh, we're going to get into this kind of dissect the pay-per-view a little bit. That is going to be the majority of this show. Uh, just talking about everything. I didn't get to watch a lot of it. But um, let's just go into what's first on my list here. You had the 21-woman casino battle royal for AEW Women's World Championship match. We saw my pick was correct. Ruby Soho debuted as the wild card and got the win. Ruby Soho is your winner. What do you think about that, Cody? I think that could have been on TV. Um, Like, for real, that match could have been on TV. I mean, I understand you need like a bathroom break and everything, but yeah, that was QT Marshall and uh, Big yeah, Show that or, was yeah, sorry, large presentation, large presentation yeah. enormous cinema, whatever you <laughs> want to call it. <laughs> yeah, like that could have been your bathroom break match. This this one is battle royal, like no disrespect, but it could have been on TV. Like that had no point. That had no reason to be in on pay per view. Um, I mean, the way they introduced them was weird, too. I mean, they, they introduced each girl, like, five at a time. They had, like, it was like a, I can't remember, it was like a five or ten minute interval or something like that. And, you know, they introduced, uh, they had uh, each set of, you know, like, there were diamonds, spades, you know, whatever. It's the suits, you know, diamonds, spades, uh, hearts, and clubs. And each girl, like each set was introduced five at a time. So like you couldn't even, you know, they're trying to introduce girls five at a time. You couldn't even see like what was going on in the ring, you know, so because they were cutting back and forth. And from all the times the AEW was a split screen, that should have been one of them. Um, but I mean, it was just. Dude, like, unpopular opinion, like, they shouldn't have women's over-the-top battle royals, all right? 
Like, as bad as the WWE, like, Divas Battle Royals used to be, at least they figured it out to where, like, if you went out of the ring and hit the floor, you were out. Because, I mean, there were so many just, like, convoluted, like, forced, over-the-top, like, elimination spots. Like, it, it just, it, it was just ridiculous how bad it was. Um, but, you know, Ruby Soho came in and got the win. Should have been Jay Cargill, but I don't know. I guess she really is that bad of a wrestler, I guess. I don't know, man. Either that or, you know, since she's affiliated with Cody, like, they might be trying to, you know, put the put the screws to her, too. But I, say I, don't that. Know. I don't know. Because it just seems like they're trying to figure out a way to to ice Cody out, man. I don't know. You think so? It seems like it. Like, and, and the crazy part, I think Cody might have been the brains of all the whole uh, of the whole operation. I think like, he was probably. Yeah, like I think he was the brains of the whole thing. Him and uh, him and Brandy, and like I think they're just trying to figure out. And Cody's at least smart enough to know he he can't wrestle forever, right? So like he does all this in and out stuff, and I don't think they necessarily care for it. So I think there's some type of there, there's some simmer and beef there. The okay, so I'm looking at I didn't get to see I saw there was a pre-show match, but we didn't pick on this. Best friends: Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, Willer Yuta. Uh, and the Jungle Express or Jurassic Express, excuse me, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus with Marco Stunt beat the Hardy Family Office, Matt Hardy Private Party, uh, the Hybrid two, and the Hybrid Two, Angelico and Jack Evans. So whatever. Uh, first yeah, match in the car. First that's match in the. They belong too. Right. Except for Jungle Boy. Nah, um, Jungle Boy can't talk. He had his shot and he blew it. Like Still at least talk. no, at least Darby Allen can can talk a little bit on the mic. Like Jungle Boy can't do nothing. Gotta and give him a mouthpiece, man. They're gonna have to, but I think I but I don't think they're smart enough to do that or figure out a way to do it. Yeah. We'll see. Right. Just, just give him Don Callis, man. No, please don't. Uh-huh. I'm waiting on him to go away, too. <laughs> All right, first match on the card. Miro and Eddie Kingston, what would you think of this match? Had a 13-minute match. Uh, Miro retained the title. I'm done with Eddie Kingston. Yeah, this probably, hopefully, is the end of him. I don't know. Like, his promos are fire. But, you know, like, his promos are amazing. And then he, like, comes to the ring in this, like, Create a wrestler, like, I, like he looks. That's what he looked like. He looked like create a wrestler, like outfit. You know, like your default create a wrestler, uh, ring gear. And like he obviously only has like one style, kind of like John Moxley. Like he has one style, and if he can't really do it, I don't know. Like I mean, he wrestles stiff. You know, at least, you know, it, it at least looks stiff, but dude, uh, this Miro killer, 
oh my gosh, this, this mural, why didn't we get this mural when he first came? I like him. Like, I think, I think Miro was one of the first dudes I, like, you could tell that, like, I don't know, man. I almost think somebody had to talk him into doing this again, this type of character. Because I think that whole, like, video game dude, I think that was him. You think so? I think so. I think that was all him. Like you don't get no, you don't get a woman like Lana, you know, scaring people all the time. No, he's got to be a funny dude yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. Like so, I think that whole best man playing video games and whatnot. I think that was him, and I think somebody talked him into, "Nah, dude, you need to. This ain't you." And I don't know who it is, but whoever it was that talked him into it needs to be booking the whole company. Like, that's who needs to be booking. It was probably Tony Khan, man. No, no. Well, I don't know. Maybe. These people yeah. love Tony Khan, man. He's starting to get shit, uh, shit yeah. figured out. Yeah, he got substitute teacher vibes written all over him. Yeah, everybody loves him. Yeah, like you let him think he's in charge and just run all over him. He, I think he is in charge. I think they respect him enough. Oh, shit. I respect him, too, if I was getting paid what I was getting paid. Right, right. Um, <laughs> all right. So what about uh, Moxley and uh, Kojima? What did you think yeah. of that? Yeah. I mean, it's a typical Moxley-New Japan match. Like, it's a typical Moxley match. You ever notice, like, Moxley matches, like – Comes out, pretends to be stone cold, chews gum like a cow, makes a bunch of faces, does a move, chews gum like a cow, makes a face to the crowd. <laughs> like that's his mo, man. You know, he doesn't does a couple moves, throws his hands out, turns his neck, chews gum like a cow, make a face, and he got know, big too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chews gum like a cow. Is he always chewing gum? Dude, he's always chewing gum. It's like, dude, what? Why? Who gave you gum? Yeah, like, oh my god. It's like he never got gum as a kid or something. <laughs> like, now he's chewing gum. He's like, yeah, I'm chewing gum now. This is how I chew it. I chew gum now. You like right. me now more. <laughs> and then, uh, I don't know, I guess highlighted a match. But but this is also, like, one of those things that, like, if you're not in the know, you know, if you're not a wrestling fan, like, and I think that's a whole conversation that we probably ought to have one day, too, is, like, are AEW and WWE fans, are they actual, like, wrestling fans, or are they, you know, just, you know, WWE or AEW fans. We'll save that for another day yeah, because that's a whole yeah, like that's a whole another conversation. Like I think AEW fans are wrestling fans. I do. Because and here's why. So this is gonna this is gonna kind of spoil something early, but you know what? No, no, just remind me later. We'll get All into right. it later. Why All I think right. AEW fans I think they're more internet wrestling fans. I think they're more of the IWC. Well, I think that's more your WWE. 
WWE fans, but we'll get into that later. Let's save that. Oh, no, okay, yeah, because I, yeah, because I yeah, say I think WWE fans are more casuals than they're they casual are. WWE fans. That's all they are. But AEW, yeah. I would say, are wrestling fans, and I'll tell you why when we get there. But okay. um, <laughs> but yeah. So Minoru Suzuki, the the baddest man on the planet, uh, at least in uh, at least that will still willingly. Uh, beat your ass. Uh, I mean, it still is Tyson because Tyson's still alive, but Tyson has sympathy for you. So, you know, he got to be, he's 1A and Minoru Suzuki is number one. So he uh, came out and now they're going to set up a program with uh, Moxley and Suzuki, which is kind of one of those things though. Like if you aren't in the loop, um, you know, like if you're not yeah, in the loop to know anything about New Japan or Minoru Suzuki, yeah, because he's like, what he's in, he's in his fifties, ain't he? Yeah. Oh yeah, he's up there, man. I would say late forties, early fifties. He's been around forever. Yeah. But that's one of those things. Like if you don't know anything about New Japan, then you know, like. You, you you just don't you're not gonna be excited about this. That but was then, cool to see. Yeah, but which kind of I don't know. That's our that's a whole other conversation. Yep, yep. We'll save that. So I mean that was pretty neat though. I didn't expect Suzuki. Did you? No, I I didn't expect him to leave the country, like leave Japan for you know no reason. So, but I guess but. That, that's the only thing. Like they only bring in the New Japan guys to work with New Japan guys. Mm-hmm. You know, like I mean, they brought in, um, geez, oh, Pete, I can't think of his name now. Uh, Haku's son, the youngest one, to work with Lance Archer, but Lance Archer was a New Japan guy for the last, you know, ten years or so. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that whole. That whole relationship that TNA screwed up with New Japan kind of turned and uh, um, and like with the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, like they like wait reburn that bridge. Like TNA burned the bridge, and then the Bucks and Omega kind of lightweight reburned it when they started AEW. And uh, like right now, Moxley is the only one that's gonna get you know, anybody from New Japan over there, like, to AEW. So, I think for as long as Moxley's with AEW, you're going to keep seeing New Japan guys in there. Yeah, um, which is fine. I like New Japan guys in there. It's just got to make sense. Right. Um, all right, so let's go to the next match that happened on the card. Britt Baker, DMD, which, you know, to remind everybody, I just learned she's a dentist, uh, legit, and no um, she beat uh, Chris Statlander. About a little over 10-minute match, 11-minute match. Yeah, yeah, it was all right. I mean, it was a good match, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, nothing, uh, I don't know, that one almost could have been on TV, too. I, if it wasn't for hell, the Moxley match could have been on TV. Um, if it wasn't for you know, like the name and Britt Baker being women's champion, 
you know, I, I can understand it being on pay-per-view because of that. Right. So, but yeah, I mean, nothing, nothing to write home about. It was a good match, though. Yep, I agree. Um, the next one, this was a pretty damn fun one in the steel cage. Lucha Brothers, uh, they actually beat the Young Bucks for oh. the tag titles. Dude, that was awful. That match, it made no sense whatsoever. Nothing about that match made sense. Ah, oh, come on, man. From the fact that, why were they in a steel cage? Why is it a steel cage match? When they never had any interactions except until the pay-per-view. You know, like, man, you why? don't want people interfering. Who was interfering? They never had any matches before, though. They always had stuff happening. Like, it was just a spot fest, man. It was a 20-minute, it was just spot after spot after spot. And like, that's what the, 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 but that's what those groups, those groups. That's what they do. Yeah. That's what they do. Exactly. Yeah. And that was the only thing. Like, it was what they do. Like So in that regard, though, because you weren't getting it anywhere else on that card, up and down that card, spots. Mm-hmm. So no. that's why that was fine for that to be a spot match. And finally, mm-hmm. the 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 freaking um, Young Bucks lost the titles, yeah. finally. To the wrong, yeah, to the wrong Latin guys. Who do you want them to lose to? Santana and Ortiz. Yeah. Yeah. Or or FTR. Yeah. Like two real tag teams. I'm sorry. Like, just because Penta and, and Phoenix. Well, are, I know you don't like Phoenix either. Oh, Botch Machine. Freaking Sin Cara Dos. Sin Cara Dos. I, but I give it to him. He didn't mess nothing up this time. Like, he didn't have any botches. But like they're just, but they're real brothers, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, I thought so. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, like you know, Phoenix didn't have any botches this time. That's uh, good. I mean, yeah, for him. That's good for him. Yeah, for him. I know. It's just I don't know, man. I, dude, I can't wait until Tony Khan figures out like how he fucked up with FTR. And Santana, Santana and Ortiz. Like, I was going to say he'd figure it out, but, I mean, that's later with, with the whole uh, Jared Slow. Yep, when they all <laughs> start leaving. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, no, I mean, it was just spot after spot. I mean, I mean you've seen a guy get kicked in the head with a shoe with thumbtacks on the sole of it, and then he just gets up and, like, you know, like just jumps up to kick somebody else in the head. You know, but I mean, that's what a young bucks match is. You know, hell, that's what a a freaking Ray Phoenix match is. You know, a Phoenix and a and a Penta match. That's what they are. Like they're spots. It's all spots, man. It's how they work. Right, right. That's okay though. No big deal there. All right. Um, let's go on to the next one on the card. We had. Uh, well, we had Ruby Soho win, and we already talked about that. Uh, she threw out Thunder Rosa to win. Jericho and MJF. So, when MJF won, won technically, and they, they came out and changed it and restarted, were you excited when you thought MJF actually won? Dude, that was so awful. I was excited because I thought, finally. It's over. This, yeah, finally this bullshit is over. 
and MJF can go and actually wrestle somebody, you know, like CM Punk or Brian oh, Danielson when dude, he comes in. That's going to happen. Yeah, or like an Adam Cole match. That's going to happen, but right now, and we'll get into that later, but um, I, I agree with you there. MJF, though, I, I hope it's over, you know, now, because Jericho's going on tour anyway, but the funniest damn thing about that was the entrance. Yeah. Like, you watch I've his entrance? That, I've seen the entrance. I'm like, damn, dude. Because at first I'm thinking, oh, shoot, okay, maybe Jericho Slow actually is going to lay down. He's doing a whole farewell tour deal. And then uh-huh. they did the countdown. They did the Y2J countdown. Then it was MJF. I'm like, oh, that's dope. Yeah, that was awesome. Jericho's last match. <laughs> right. I'm like, oh, man, this is dope. They're actually going to put MJF over. They're going to give him something to do for real. Like, dude, he has been saddled with this new this Chris Jericho thing for like two years, a year and a half. Yeah. Like, and maybe it's because they on. thought Jericho could put him over, but he doesn't need put over. No, he didn't need He never needed Jericho. Nope. At all, dude. Like, they had to turn... That was the crazy part. They had to turn Jericho from heel to face just to actually freaking, you know, have this whole thing with MJF to begin with. And look what it did to MJF. Like, luckily, MJF is a heel and he can, you know, like he's a legit heel and he could, you know, figure out a way to survive this. Right. I don't even know anymore now, man. With Jericho winning, like, like, come on, man. It just cracks me up that like the the few times they do try to do like a pro wrestling uh like story with a match is so convoluted and they try so hard that it makes no sense and it just defeats the purpose of everything that happened before that. Like, MJF and Jericho have been wrestling each other for a year and a half. MJF has beaten Jericho. Or, uh, no, he hasn't. He never beat him. Every time it came down to it, like, Jericho always got the upper hand. Like, he always came out on top. Gave this dude a swirly on national TV. Embarrassed him. That's okay. Yeah. Like, it's just whatever, man. So, I don't know. Hopefully, this is the end of that, but I doubt it. But yet, AEW fans eat that shit up. And that's why it's been going on for so damn long, way too long. Because they've been eating it up. You don't love it? God, no. Not that. Man. I could do without Jericho. Yeah, me too. Um, So... Even though I love Jericho, he's in my top five. Speaking of my top five of all time, but not right now. (laughs) Yeah, I'm ready for him to go. Uh, Also in my top five, this next match, CM Punk beat Darby Allen via pinfall. It was a fun match, man. 16 minutes. CM Punk took some bumps because remember he said he wasn't going to take any crazy bumps. He took some bumps. Mm -hmm. Like that one on the outside he took. I'm like, oh, fuck. He like hit his head. I don't know if you saw that when uh, Darby came down on him. He hit his when he went over, not not through the rope to put him into the fence, but when he went over and hit him and Punk, you know, smoked his head on the yeah. ground. I'm like, oh, right, yeah, welcome back. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what's worse, that or him getting kicked dead in the face uh, last week on, uh, oh my gosh, was it Rampage? Rampage. I think one of them. Like, and that's going to be the thing, man. There's going to be certain dudes that CM Punk is going to work with. And I guarantee you, it ain't going to be too many more AEW dudes after this. Mm -hmm. No, but it was a fun one, man. And it was cool to see. Yeah. It was fun. It was was fun. You know, because I I went into this like, does he still got it? And he wrestled, you know, Darby had to slow down his normal pace, but it was fun to see. Right. But he actually made Darby Allen slow down. And actually wrestle. And that was good for Darby. Instead of just doing spots. Because, right. I mean, he's good for that nonsense, too. Just spot after spot after spot. And, and people like that shit, but it was good to see Darby actually have to wrestle. Right. So I good mean, for Punk on that. And, and I'm okay with Punk winning because Darby doesn't need to win that match. We all knew Punk had to win that match. I don't know, man. I don't think he needed it. Punk? No. My like if you're gonna now like okay, this is my thing. Go if ahead. you're if you keep saying that, well not you, but I mean people keep saying that AEW they do these long-term storylines and and these long-term angles and everything and they build stuff, then okay, fine. Have CM Punk lose, let that match go, you know, 13, 15 minutes again. Let Darby Allen barely win. And then, okay, now you got a CM Punk Darby Allen rematch at the next pay per view. Right. Because, you know, I just went 15 minutes with you, a former champion in AEW. I haven't wrestled in seven years. You know, basically, it's like I haven't wrestled in seven years. You're a former champion in this company. You know, what does that say about you? And then Darby Allen could be like, well, well, fuck you, dude. I'm a former champion. You know, you know, now I was taking it easy on you, but now I'm going to show you why, you know, like I'm one of the top dudes in this company. You know, and I, I don't know. I just think you could have you could have got at least two more matches out of it. You know, you could have got three matches out of it, you know, and it wouldn't have hurt. I mean, they were wrestling like right outside of Chicago, man, like. This was still like in you know basically in Chicago. Like CM Punk could do no wrong in Chicago, man. And if you were gonna beat CM Punk at any given time, okay, fine. Beat him with Darby Allen, man. Beat him with young Darby Allen. Somebody that the the fans respect and know can put on a good match, you know, and was a former champion. People respect him. So, you know, if CM Punk would have lost his first match to somebody like Darby Allen, his first match in seven years, people would have understood that. Yep. But he didn't. He won. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, that's just. You could have went either way with it. They did it the right way. I mean, you could have went either way, but I just, I would have preferred because I'm looking like money-wise. That's a money match, man. And I could have got. Dude, I could have got three more pay, two more pay-per-views out of that. Maybe. Who's Punk gonna fight next? I don't know. And that's the thing. Like, I don't know now. Because he just beat Darby Allen. So what's the point? You know, like, 
it was the point of a Darby Allen rematch. I mean, you might be able to get another rematch out of it because, like, you know, you could have Darby Allen say, like, I was taking it lightly on you because you're older and you haven't wrestled in seven years. I guess you can go that route. You know, but I don't know. You probably get two more matches out of it. But without booking it like WWE, but hey. And uh, how about still a good match though? How about the uh, the old time filler, which was the next one? Paul White and QT Marshall. Oh, dude, I don't know. I, I, no, I don't know. I didn't even waste time watching that. (laughs) I'm not even gonna lie to you. Like, I didn't waste time watching that. That was my, that was the bathroom break. Because, I mean, at this point, it was already, you know, like 10.30. It was coming up on 11 o'clock at that point, I think. And I was fighting off sleep. You're like, I got to stay up. Yeah, like, so, yeah, we could just skip ahead. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what some people do. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, so um, what about the main event of the evening? Christian Cage, and we know why this was the main event now, but Christian Cage versus Kenny Omega with all the dark hair and mustache and weirdness all that goes with him. <laughs> Uh, with Don Callis and the Young Bucks and all that, of course. So we know we can just get right into that. We know that um, we know Kenny Omega won twenty minute, you know, pretty much twenty minute match. Uh, it's good to see Christian though. Christian's looking good. Um, but the big thing of the night there was, you know, the end, and then here comes Adam Cole. Oh my God. And then what you and I were talking about earlier, this is what I was going to get back to and circle back around to. Here's why I think AEW fans are wrestling fans. Uh, And it may be just it's Chicago because Chicago is just wrestling fans. But the biggest pop outside of CM Punk was Adam Cole. And you just see him go down and come up. Adam Cole, baby. Like, it takes wrestling fans to know that. Because if you ask just a regular WWE fan, this is what we were talking about earlier. WWE fans are casual fans. They don't even watch NXT. Right. You know, and that tells you right there that these wrestling fans, and it could, again, just be Chicago. Um, so it's too early to tell. We'll see as they go into other cities. But when we saw the Adam Cole, baby, I'm like, right. yeah, you, you have had to have watched NXT or other stuff to know that. Right, but at the same time, Adam Cole's been doing the same gimmick since, I don't know, what, the last six, seven years now? But so many people don't know who he is. Right, but I think that's also Chicago, too, though. And, I mean, you got it being Chicago, you have Adam Cole being rumored to be going to AEW. You know, that's been circling around for the last, not what, two or three weeks. And you knew uh, Brian Danielson was coming at some point. It was just a matter of when. So I think, I think AEW are more of the internet wrestling fans, not necessarily pro wrestling fans. 
Because, I mean, we're pro wrestling fans. Like, we, I mean, we've had conversations off air about, you know, Ring of Honor and Lucha Underground, you know, New Japan, um, uh, you know, Impact. And and this is, you know, stuff that's just, it's just run-of-the-mill stuff, you know? Like, we're talking about, you know, the freaking second or third match during the show before a commercial break, you know? And, and <clears throat> you know, a lot of the guys that, I mean, look when AEW first started, a lot of the guys that they first signed, you know, like Orange Cassidy and, and Joey Janela, Jungle Boy, and, you know, a lot of those dudes were, you know, like the, the like pro, uh, what, pro wrestling gorilla, you know, PWG and everything else, like uh, MLW, you know, like, well, no, I mean, we would talk about MLW, you know, like right. we were talking right. about M, you know, we were talking about MJF long before, you know, AEW even signed him. So, you know, I just, I think this more, they're more of a, like an internet, like an internet smart community, you know, that, that watch, they don't necessarily watch all of pro wrestling, but they just watch the stuff that they like. And I don't know if you've seen it today, like, I guess Kevin Owens posted on Twitter and then deleted his tweet, um, the coordinates of, um, what it ended up being, uh, uh, it was the coordinates of Mount Rushmore and, you know, like the internet, people started getting all excited because that was his, um, Kevin Owens had a little group. It was him. Was it him, Adam Cole, and the Young Bucks? And they were like the Mount Rushmore wrestling or something like that. Mm. And PWG or something. I don't know. But, I mean, I don't care how long I live. I will never put those four of a Mount Rushmore of anything at any given time. Like, they're good. Well, Kevin Owens and Adam Cole are good. But they would never make a Mount Rushmore. Like they wouldn't even make a Mount St. Helens of of wrestling a mine. But I mean, I think it's to the point. I think AEW. I don't know. Like WWE fans are just casual fans. That's why Goldberg and that's why Goldberg can come back and have success. You know, that's why Edge can come back and have success. You know, Brock Lesnar can come back whenever he feels like and have success. That's what I love about him. He's like, you're going to pay me $5 million to come back. Yes, sir. Yeah. Right, yeah. You know, and, like, people eat it up. But these are also, you know, these are casual fans now. And so now, like, AEW, like, these are all the, you know, like, the internet, you know, wrestling fans. Because if you're, you know, if you're a pro wrestling fan, you were excited about Christian, you know, having matches in AEW because Christian has good matches without, you know, doing a bunch of spots. So you could have been excited about a Kenny Omega Christian match. But at the same time, when you get it, you get all the extra other bullshit that comes with, you know, Kenny Omega right now because he's in AEW. 
AEW, AEW, AEW. And that's the thing. And that's what, you know, that's what I try to explain to people, you know, like that's what I try to get. That's my point. I'm trying to get across to people about AEW. Like AEW would be great without the bullshit. Right. You know, but at the same time, if it wasn't for the bullshit, a lot of these dudes wouldn't even be noticed or get over, you know, like, you know, because, I mean, we both we all thought Orange Cassidy was cool when he first came on and we first like seen him, seen him. Mm-hmm. But then you realize he had nothing else to his act. You know, like his gimmick was nothing else. Like He couldn't wrestle. Yeah, so, that was it. Yeah. So it was like, like all right, I'm good. You know, like Jungle Boy is the same way. Like he can wrestle, you know, he looks cool, people are behind him, but he can't talk. You know, and then you have the young bucks, like, dude, young bucks, they can't wrestle, man. But I was never a young bucks fan anyway. No, and neither was I. Like, I was never a young bucks dude. I was a Kenny Omega dude, like I'm still a Kenny Omega guy. I just wish he would get rid of the nonsense. He will someday. Yeah, and I think when the Young Bucks leave, I think. Or if Tony Khan figures out a way to, and, and I, if he figures out that, like, look, man, everybody can't be running their own shit. And I think the sooner he figures that out, dude, if he figures that out anytime soon, and he gets the right people in his ear, it's a wrap, man. Like, nobody's going to be, like, nobody's going to be watching WWE. Like, they'll still do a million, only just out of spite. Like, they're, they're, you know, like, they're going to go do a million just because of the exposure that they have. And, like, I want AEW to be, I want it to be successful, man. I, I want it to be like honestly, I wanted to be like uh, WCW. I want to say like '97, man. Like WCW '97, like easily was like some of the best wrestling that you could ever see. Oh, like Starcade '97, Sting Hogan. Yeah, like that '96, like '96, '97. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm just fucking kidding. They ruined that. That's when yeah, Tampa Terry was yeah, Terry a greedy bastard. That. I would say that was that Terry's fingerprints all over it. Yeah, when Sting couldn't just win clean. Right. Like Sting was, was like, as dude, hot was, as ever and never had to say a fucking word. Nope, didn't say a word. Now I you mean, can't I, have you can't do that anymore. No. No. Like we, I would love to see these, but Sting can talk. That's the thing. He can, he can talk. I mean, he can put words together. Yeah, not not now. Back then, he was much better on the mic, but um, he doesn't have to say a word. Like he yeah. never had to. He would just walk out, point the bat, and it was cool in '97. Now, not so much. But right. um, yeah, you know. but dude, WCW on top, like top to bottom of that card. Oh, dude, the cruiserweights were what stole everything. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, and everything made sense, though. Yeah, it did. Like, for as much people, like, try to shit on Eric Bischoff for how he was running WCW, the way he booked it, and and he at least has the sense to admit that they couldn't, they didn't know how to finish matches. 
like, okay, that's fine. Like, okay, yeah, you admit that. But, like, the matches they put on were freaking insane. You know, like, you had, dude, you had, you know, you had your filler matches, but you had Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, you know, Psychosis, Juventud Guerrero, um, Ultimo Dragon, you know, like, you had a young Yuji Nagata, like, all the cruiserweight pro, you had a young Chris Jericho, um, you had Benoit, Kevin, Kevin Sullivan, like, as crazy as a, as a, a storyline was with that, like, it all made sense. The like, Taskmaster. Yeah. Like, even the, dude, even the Ric Flair Macho Man storyline made sense, and they carried that one over from WWF. You know, like, and that made sense. And, like, dude, every WCW match was, like, an action. Like, it was hard-hitting, action-packed matches, man. Like, you were getting pro wrestling. So, so like, I mean, if we, I don't know, man. Is it ironic that I think the best years that we got of wrestling was when Tampa Terry wasn't involved whatsoever? Yep. Like, how crazy is that? So, I mean, after he left, after he left WWF in, what was that, like, 93, 94? And you get the new generation of the WWF. So, you got Shawn Michaels coming around. You got Bret Hart coming of age. You know, like, you actually had wrestlers. Like, they had wrestlers wrestling in WWF. I had this conversation so in WWE, who would you say was the best best technical wrestler in WWE that wasn't like a Kurt Angle? Would 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 it be Brett? Oh, Bret Hart hands down. Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Bret Hart hands down, man. Yeah, I agree. We I just had this conversation with one of the grown-ups, and um, he's like, "Who's the best technical wrestler?" And I'm like, and I said, "Hold on," because there's variations here. I said. Not including Kurt Angle, like an actual wrestler. They're like, yeah. And I'm like, Bret Hart. I mean, it's, yeah. it's Bret, period. Nobody other than Bret. Yeah, like you could put Bret Hart in there with anybody and have a good match. And that's what they said. They're like, well, what about Owen? I was like, Owen was great, but he wasn't Bret. <laughs> like, right. I said, I, I mean, like Owen better than Bret. And Owen um, was probably better. Right. We just never got to see it. Right, yeah, we never got to see it. Like, if we, I fucking if, loved Owen, man. Owen was yeah. great. Oh yeah, and and the thing with Brett too, man. Every match was different with a different person. Right. I mean, That's... granted, they all ended the same way because Brett had his own five moves of doom. Like they all ended the same way, but yet everything that led up to it were different. Yep. Like, freaking, he got a good batch out of freaking Jean-Pierre Lafitte. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, you ain't, Shawn Michaels ain't going to do that. That's why Brett was always my guy. Yeah, see, and I was an HPK guy. Um, yeah, see, Brett was my dude, man. He could have that great match with everybody. Like, yeah. Shawn, it had to be one of his friends or somebody that he, like, was scared of. But they were all fun. But we did see, like we said, Adam Cole to circle back to AEW. Mm-hmm. Adam Cole debuted. 
that was fun. Um, and then, of course, he super kicks Jungle Boy, joins uh, basically his his legit friends in real life. And to right, speak yep. of which, you know, Adam Cole is uh, dating uh, Dr. Britt Baker. Yeah. Are and they dating or are they married? They, they might even married. be married. I don't know. I thought, I don't know. I can't remember. I thought they were married. I don't know. They might not be. I don't know. Um, but you know, Kenny Omega, Young Bucks are legit his friends. Right, um, yeah, yeah. That is legit. So it's cool that he can be with. I mean, there was no doubt he was going to AEW. Anybody that thought otherwise, you know, his girlfriend's yeah. there, and his right. best and friends, his friends are there. Are there. Right. His legit friends. Right. And uh, yeah, so he is definitely in. AEW, he is all elite. I don't think they're married. I think they're just dating. Okay. All right. He's currently in a relationship with Britt Baker. He cites Shawn Michaels as his in- inspiration. Well, he fucking looks like Shawn. Right. Like <laughs> shorter, like kids version. Yeah. Says he's uh says he's six foot. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that you know what, man? That be I think that's a conversation we need to have one day too, because. You know what? A lot of these dudes that have Shawn Michaels as their influence don't necessarily get over nowadays. No. Just saying. I some mean, do, as, some don't. Right. Like, I think that showed people, you, though, at that pay per view how over Adam Cole actually well, is. Just the people that know him. You right. Know, like and that's what I'm saying. They're wrestling been, fans. But he's also been in that circle, too, though. No, I mean, this Adam, is true. Adam Cole was a member of Bullet Club at one point in time. Yeah, no, I agree. So, uh, I mean, he was—he's been in that—he's been in that that orbit. So those people know him. I mean, but I just, man, man, I don't know, man. I mean, Adam Cole was in Ring of Honor for all that time, you know. Like, I mean, and the Kingdom was dope. Don't get me wrong, the Kingdom was dope. Right. And but it was really Matt Taven that was, you know, getting over with everybody. What what's um what is Booker T's beef with Adam Cole going to AEW? He said know. it wasn't a smart move. Man, because Booker T is a like he somebody had to take Mark Henry's spot since Mark Henry left WWE. I don't know. Booker is Booker starting to turn into a sucker lightweight for real. Like he's like he's like caping up for WWE like every single turn. I didn't even know he said anything. What did he say about Adam Cole leaving? I, I didn't get to see what he said. I just know that um like the pitch that he got from uh Pritchard, Bruce Pritchard was uh they wanted him to be a heel manager on SmackDown, Adam Cole. What the hell I'm gonna come to SmackDown to be a manager for? Like I was the freaking NXT champion. Uh and then WWE officials were not surprised by Cole's appearance and had nothing but good things to say about the way he handled his departure. Because he met with he met with Vince, you know, and, and talked right. to him and, and he, he was and out there. He spoke highly of Vince. When they asked him, and so did Brian yeah. Danielson, and he said, right. and and I respect them for that because they said, like Brian Danielson said, Vince was just overprotective of him. That's true. Right. Right. That's absolutely true. 
Yeah, because Daniel Bryan was the first dude to get over, like, on his own in WWE since, like, Stone Cold Steve Austin. So, yep. I mean, who else got over like that? You know, Batista didn't, Orton didn't. Like, no one. Well, Cena. So, why would no? So, it says on here, Ringside News adds, they were told, no one in power at WWE felt that Brian Danielson or Cole are a huge loss. You agree with that? Hell no, they lying. Do you think they're a huge loss? Either one of them for, or both? For WWE, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for them, yeah. For WWE. Especially, for especially sure. going to AEW. Right. That changed, you know, in my opinion, that changed the game. Um, and now if we see Bray Wyatt end up over there, whew. I just... I mean, they're building up a shitload of people. Yeah. Um, but, but again, I don't want them to come saturated like WWE. But I think right. that they've got smarter. Who who's the head booker in in W or in uh, AEW? It's Tony Khan, though. Is it? Yeah, that's the thing. It's Tony Khan. Because eventually, people are just going to get to him. But I mean, he's he's a fan. But at the same time, he's like. He wants everybody to be happy, and but there's going right. to be a point. We know this. Right now, they're in the honeymoon yeah. stage. Right. That's the thing. Like, you're going to have to tell somebody no eventually. Right. And I'm sure he has. And we don't know what goes on behind closed doors. We just know that he's a very likable guy from everybody that's there. Right. And his dad is a billionaire. And like his, his dad's daddy a billionaire. Got, like, his daddy got more money than Vince. Like, if they wanted oh, yeah. to. They like could buy they, WWE. Yeah, they could buy WWE if they wanted to. So, I mean... Like, right now, you know, AEW is that place where – and you got to think, too, a lot of these younger dude, a lot of these guys now, these are all younger guys that went through the trenches together. You right. know, like, all these dudes, these weren't – you know, this wasn't like the old, you know, the old WWF days where the, everybody came from different territories and they were still kind of looking out for a number one. You know, so, you know, a lot of these dudes, man, they are legit friends because they went through, you know, they were wrestling in high school gyms together. You know, they were, you know, traveling in minivans going from, uh, you know, the state fair to freaking the American Legion. You know, like these guys were all building their name up with each other. Right. And, so you know naturally they're all friends and. I mean, like, you can make money with your friends. Like, you can't beat it. The, so, it'll be interesting. No, no, no. It'll be just interesting to see what they do with, you know, we see what's happening, uh, what's probably going to happen, because their next pay-per-view is, what, November, right? Right. And so we're, we're going to see, and I think it's full gear, and do we know where it's going to be at yet? I think that was in Florida, ain't it? In Jacksonville or it, something like that. Is it going to be there? I think. November 6th, uh, All Elite St. Louis. Oh, St. Louis? Okay. You want to go I mean, to AEW? <laughs> I mean, which is another wrestling town. You know, like that's, I mean, I mean, Tony Khan, he ain't stupid. He's at least finding, you know, he's finding wrestling plate you know wrestling cities to have these pay-per-views in so you know if if it's something dope you know they're gonna 
lose their minds over it. But so this it, is therein lies the problem, though. Like, where are they gonna go creatively? You know, like, okay, that's cool. You have, you know, it's dope. You got CM Punk, Adam Cole, Brian Danielson. You know, you may or may not get Bray Wyatt. You know, you have Aleister Black right now. But, you know, what are you going to do in the meantime? And that's the thing right now. Dude, Aleister Black's hanging in limbo right now. Like, he came in, kicked Cody Rhodes' head off. Two weeks later, he's wrestling Arn Anderson's kid. You know, like, where... You know, where is your story, where are your stories going to go? Like, where are you going to go creatively? Not too many places you can go from there. Right. And that's where, and that's the thing that nobody wants to admit about AEW. Like, creatively, they, like, like they, there's a lot of circles right now. Like, there's not a lot of, you know, there's a lot of, uh, I don't know, I guess like wheels spinning, like wheels spinning in place. So, I don't know, man. I mean, what, Mick Foley, we talked about that earlier. Mick Foley said the quiet part out loud. Like, WWE's not the place to go anymore. But I know for a fact that us as a podcast, we've been saying that. Hell, we've been saying that since I joined the podcast. Cody's been here for a while. Yeah, you know. I mean, you've been, been here for a that. while. It's what two years now. Yeah, man, it's been yeah. a while. We've been saying it's not the place to go, and AEW, we're waiting on it. We're seeing, you know, their big first thing was Jericho, and we're like, okay, this is catching some ground, dude. They're they're uh, they're they're legitimate competition. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not going to get there overnight. With uh, WWE's got a thirty year head start. 40-year head start, really. Um, you know, they've been in business since, what, 80? Mainstream in 84, right? Yeah. yeah. And, but that's uh, also because they've had the money to back it. Right, and now money. that's what you need, too. And now you got money. Like, I don't want to say unlimited money, but now the money is not tied to the network. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah. And like, I mean, that's this huge. is something, yeah, like, this is something that, you know, I we probably have talked about it. I know I've talked about it with friends of mine, you know, before, you know, the show, like, um, what if, you know, the question always was, if you were a pro wrestling fan, the question was, what if some there was a wrestling company that had the same amount of money as Vince McMahon, if not more? And now we're starting to see it. Right. And like, I mean, you know, it's and and there's a, a disconnect right now. Well, I won't even say a disconnect, but you can tell with these younger guys and the older guys, like the older guys, you know, like a Booker T is saying, yeah, stay with WWE, you know, keep your mouth shut, get your money. Right. Because that money's gonna always be there. Okay, fine. But at the same time, like these young guys are saying. You know, like we've had this conversation before. Like, do you want to, do you want your art or do you want to make money? And, and now, you know, now you can go to AEW, you can have your art and you can make money too at the same time. 
and you can be with your friends doing it. So, like, right now, man, it's a win-win situation. I mean, how many times have we always seen and heard stories about the morale in WWE, like, backstage being, like, terrible? Would you hear the latest scene that they cut catering? I believe it. (laughs) You know, like, I believe it. And, you know, but you hear stories about the morale being backstage behind WWE just being just horrible. Right. And we've been hearing that since like the 90s, Uh you know, before it was guys backstabbing each other. You know, now, you know, there's there's not as much backstabbing, but nobody's happy. Like nobody's happy backstage. And when WWE used to be at the top of the mountain. You know, you just dealt with it because, all right, here, I'm on the top of the mountain. Where else am I going to go? But now there's a whole nother mountain to climb. And like AEW is that mountain. So it's like, you you know, do you want to take this, climb this one mountain and probably guarantee that you're going to do this journey by yourself? And then the higher you get, there's a good chance you're not even going to get the equipment to make it up to the top of the mountain. Or you get faulty equipment. And you can go up this other mountain to where not only will you get the equipment, you can actually go up in a group with people you know. That's what so, it's all about, man. Yeah, and I mean, that's what Mick Foley said. He said the quiet part out loud. Like, these dudes can, these guys can make money and not only make money, they can make it with their friends. And not go through you know, not go through all the the drama and the bullshit that you would go through in WWE. I mean, think if Karrion Cross would have went to AEW instead of WWE. Yeah. Like, we could have had a Karrion Cross Miro match. Which would have been dope. Man, well, what about so? What about Brian Danielson? I know he was the final came in, and we're gonna get we're gonna get Brian Danielson and others. What do you think? We're gonna I get. Just don't know who he's gonna wrestle. Well, in the beginning, I think we're gonna see. Well, he might wrestle Kenny Omega because you got you know you got the Lucha brother. You saw the groups of four. You had Lucha. Yeah. You had Christian Cage, Brian Dan, and you might see him fight Adam Cole. I'd be okay with that too. Right. You get Omega and Christian got a thing going on right now. Adam Cole and Brian would be fun. Right, right. And, and um we never got to see it in WWE, which right. is okay. Uh, I mean, it just <clears throat> you know, there's just some stuff that has a hint of WWE booking, and that's the crazy, you know, like that's the crazy part. <laughs> I mean, if you look at that, it, the I mean, I, I just I don't know. Like, I could I could see like a Brian Danielson, Adam Cole match, uh, him and Adam Page. Um, like that's the match I'm looking forward to the most. What's that? A Brian Danielson Adam Page match. Like that's the one I'm waiting for. Oh, I can't wait! I can't wait for that one. Especially when he come back from maternity leave or paternity leave, brother. 
Who's that, Hangman? Yep. Is that where he is? <laughs> yep, that's where he is. Man. Yep, yep. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. I can't, now, that's a match I'm looking forward to when it comes back. You know, or a Hangman Page, uh, CM Punk match, maybe. Because <laughs> that's going to be the total package. Like, you're going to have good matches. You're going to have good promos, good interviews on the mic back and forth. You know, same thing with uh, with uh, Brian Danielson. You know, like, that's what's going to happen, man. Like, what's going to happen when, you know, I say, dude, I say by next summer, like, not yeah, I say probably a year from now, we won't be seeing the Young Bucks you think on so? TV. Nope. Because their promos are garbage, for one. Their promos are garbage. Like, their matches are, you know, average at best. And that's with all the, the spots that they do. You take those out, you got nothing. But the only sad part is the tag team division ain't going to be worth a dime by then. Like, I don't really know what other tag teams they can sign at this point. There ain't none. Right. I mean, like, basically, the Young Bucks came in and just burnt down the whole division. I mean, remember when everybody was all excited for an FTR Young Bucks match? Yeah. And FTR came in, Young Bucks beat them, and that was it. Like, they beat them, and then they put them in with... They gone. Yeah, put them in that nonsense with Jericho. That's what happened, though, man. Yeah. And then on top of that, freaking... Hell, they did the same thing with Santana and Ortiz. Yep. They had, like, one match with them, and then they're like, oh, shit, we can't hang with these dudes either. We got to figure out a way to get rid of them. So what they do, they put them in with, with the albatross of, of Jericho. That's usually what happens, man. Mm-hmm. You know, so, like, I don't know, man. It, I don't know if there's going to be a tag team division in AEW this time next year. That's so, how it goes. Yeah, because you know uh, Gorillas of Destiny ain't coming over. You don't think so? Oh, hell no. If they coming over, dude, if they come over to AEW, they come in to fight. Yeah. And it's, it's going to be a legit fight, especially over all the Bullet Club stuff. That would be like, awesome. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a fight. Like, they going to, oh, yeah, that, that one match that they have with the Young Bucks is going to turn into a shoot, and it's going to be all bad for the Bucks. And there ain't going to be nobody that could deal with it. <laughs> You think anybody want any smoke with freaking Haku's son? Heck no, man. Nobody wants right. smoke with him. Exactly. Like, dude, like, there, and there's no way that they could protect themselves, neither. Like, they could try a tag team match. Okay, Bucks and, and G.O.D. All right, fine. Go ahead and take this ass whooping. Oh, you want to do a six-man? All right, we'll call our little brother. You call that Kenny Omega if you want to. Kenny don't want that smoke. All right, fine. You want to make it an eight-man? All right, cool. We'll make it an eight-man. 
we'll bring in bad luck Fale. Oh man, that's good. Yeah. That'll be and, nuts. Right? Who you gonna bring in? Gallows and Anderson? They yeah. don't want that smoke. They don't want that smoke. Come on. That's how that works, man. Yeah. Unless they start signing like WWE tag teams, I don't know. They might, but um, you know, it's it's Tuesday night, so we're not you know watching the main event on Wednesday. It'll be interesting to see what happens uh, this right. Wednesday, and then we'll cover it when we watch it again next. Well, no, it'll be Tuesday next week, so. We'll see what happens. Full gear. Uh, me and Cody might go to full gear. We'll see. Drive to St. Louis. Yeah, man, why not? I hate St. Louis, but we might go. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, we'll see what's up, man. It'll be fun. Yeah. I mean, right now, AEW is, is hitting on all cylinders because they're giving what people th- want. Like Tony Khan is able to do what people think they want. You know, like people want to see Daniel Bryan in a wrestling ring. People want to see Adam Cole. People want to see CM Punk. So when are we going to be able to buy these tickets, by the way? I don't know. And I, you know, what? I don't worry about them three, those three creatively, because, you know, CM Punk ain't going to let no bullshit come by him. You know, like. Brian Danielson's dealt with enough bullshit that he ain't gonna let nothing come through. And, you know, Adam Cole, he at least when he like, you know, started to make his name, he was in Ring of Honor. So, mm-hmm. you know, there wasn't any nonsense that he was dealing with neither. So, right. That's how that shit goes, man. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people are gonna mess around, be relegated to YouTube here in a minute. I think the Young Bucks go end up on YouTube where they belong. Hopefully. Right. But um, like we said, AEW's firing all cylinders. This Today's episode it was basically covering all out and some of the things. And, and they're firing all, on all cylinders, like you said. And they're, they're making the right strides and steps to uh, get to the top. I mean, WWE's just going nowhere but down at this point. Lesnar was a big thing to come back. But, you know, you see him once a month. Right. As I said, like, we've seen it all before. Right. That's the only thing. Like, like WWE, they don't have anybody to bring back. They keep bringing back people that damn near flushed the company down the tube 10 years ago. Right. You know, like, you bring back John Laurinaitis. Like, he almost single-handedly <gasps> killed the Divas. Oh, yeah, Vince. Right. You know, like, Bruce Pritchard damn near killed off um dude i've been seeing a lot of stuff lately man like there's some uh people don't necessarily care for bruce Pritchard, man yeah like um i seen some stuff where like uh um and heard some stuff like i'll i'll uh listen to cornet's podcast right and uh I guess, like, you know, Bruce Pritchard with the MLW for a little bit, Jim Cornette with the MLW for a little bit, and a lot of those guys prefer, like, a lot of the MLW guys prefer Cornette over Bruce Pritchard. And these are, like, younger dudes, too, you know? Like, these are the younger dudes. This is that, you know, the newer 
these newer newer dudes that supposedly, you know, aren't supposed to like Jim Cornette. You know, so like the MLW dudes, they they kind of like Cornette a little bit better. Um, like when they compared their you know their times in TNA, you know, at Impact, right? You know, a lot of people they would prefer to have Jim Cornette instead of Bruce Pritchard. Bruce, hey, Pritchard. so I mean, I I mean, like you can see now, like. Yeah, Bruce stuck around, you know, like maybe there is something to this whole Bruce Pritchard uh, being a yes man. It's a conspiracy, you know? man. He is. I don't think it's much of a conspiracy. I mean, like proof is in the pudding. Yeah, he is a yes man. He's no better than yeah. Laurenitis. Right, exactly. And like, I mean, you could tell. I mean, look at the shows. You know, watch the shows, man. Like, they're awful. And you can tell, like, obviously it was Pat Patterson who was the brains behind the whole thing. True. Pat Patterson. But, oh, man, we we could go on all night talking about this. But, unfortunately, we're out of time. But tune in next week. We got jobs to do. I got to go to bed. I got to take my kid to the dentist to get his tooth pulled tomorrow. And then I'm on the road. Luke Bryan, farm tour. Hopefully it's fun. So thanks to Wes Anderson for my quarantine. Check him out on Facebook. Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Songs by Wes. Thanks to All Work Clothing, Crandall's Quality Landscaping, Connell Barrett, DatingTransformation.com. It's Party Steve. You are the man. As always, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Have a nice day. Oh,